0: Steven J. Dubner my question for you is what does the J stand for? Uh, yeah we've done that oh we have? Jesus no it's not Jesus
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know it's easy to think that
0: Nathan you have to keep all this by the way including you saying (laughs) we've done that All right. (laughs) Alright, I won't ask that. I'll have a new question for you, Stephen. I think, and, I, and our producer could tell us if we've done this before, I think I'm a real bad judge of people. I, I know you are. I tend, to, I tend to like people in general and, and trust them right away and, and so on. It takes me a, lo- a long time to learn um, what people are like. But, so what do you think is the mo- and this was a question on Quora actually, so there's some answers here, but what, what is the most effective way to see a person's personality? So I'll give you just an example, like uh, observe them in times of high stress or adversity.
1: We definitely did this.
0: Okay. We yeah, definitely we just, did this. We
1: just did, it, was, it was like, I don't have a good BS detector. Steven has a good At, BS detector. And it wasn't that long ago either. Uh, so, yeah, I don't
0: I think we should do time this time one. Up, uh, this Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, okay, given that we've done that and that, I have a very serious question about Do you me. really? Yeah. I'm how, starting
1: to wonder if you actually have a question. No, because
0: I was going to ask this. How, how do you recognize, what are, what are clear signs of getting older? Like, how do you recognize, for instance, if you have Alzheimer's, how would you recognize if you're we've, d- we've done
1: that one, too. Oh, my God. The f- the, so the clearest sign, according to the medical literature, is asking a series of three questions in a row that were previously asked on the same radio I think, podcast. I think, I think I have a diagnosis here. No, I do think, however, that um, the more projects you're engaged in, the easier it is for the borders of each to melt away. And kind of you lose. Like, have you ever been having a conversation with a person and you bring up a conversation you'd had previously and you realize that the previous conversation was with a totally different person? Yeah.
0: Well, in fact, one day a few weeks ago, I had three podcasts in a row. And so I had to read, and all of the podcasts were roughly about improving performance. And so I was talking with three different authors of three Andrews different books. Erickson. So Andrews Erickson Charles was Charles Duhigg. Of, Charles Duhigg was another. Let me guess who the third. You won't would guess be. the third. Wasn't Angela Duckworth who wrote Grit? No. Although should I should I have her on? She's great. She's wonderful. So let me ask you a different question. Let me ask you a different question. Let me actually ask a real question. Sure. Do you think this is a good idea? I dare idea? you. Do you think this is a good idea? Do I think this is a good idea? What no, we're no. doing here is that no, the question. No, the question I think it's is a terrible idea. Should we more realistically divide up the United States into states? Secession, defi- You mean should into we, states so- defined by culture? So, for instance. You know, California is clearly the West Coast, but then there's kind of this whole area, which is the Far West. Then there's kind of New England is really one big culture. The Deep South is one big culture. Spanish Florida, the southern part of Florida is one culture. Uh, New Orleans, part of Louisiana is another culture, you know, sort of a very kind of French-influenced culture. Should we, should, would it be better to divide up the United States by culture instead of 50 states? So you'd have like maybe a dozen states. Love that question. So, I do think about this
1: a lot. You do think about this exact thing a lot? Sure. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, well, for for a variety of reasons. One is a lot of people want it on some level. So, for instance... Um, I don't know much about this story yet, but we're we're pursuing this now for Freakonomics Radio about the libertarian movement in North uh, New Hampshire. I think it's New Hampshire. I hate to say it. I grew up in upstate New York, but I confuse New Hampshire and Vermont sometimes, and I really apologize. I know I shouldn't.
0: Well, see, that's the whole point. Like they should really be th- with Maine and Connecticut and Rhode Island maybe one big well, state well maybe although
1: i will say that when i think the the way you're defining these regions as having a unified culture i would argue that they're way less unified than you're seeing them as kind of geographic uh, i it, agree with you including from the minute you started saying california is kind of the way, like to me california could be five different states on its own i mean you know there are parts of eastern northeastern california that are so different from parts of southern yeah, West Coast. Yeah, well, Gulf maybe where, those should be two states, right? Or but I think so. I do think about this a lot, and 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 I've we've looked at you know look. The world is constantly in flux right countries some countries are trying to create unions some countries are trying to break unions so scotland almost seceded last year britain right now is seriously considering brexit exiting from you know the british exit from the eu um, we did a a fun thought experiment on free radio once called should the us and mexico merge the idea was that there are a lot of complementarities you know mexico has this amazing large vibrant young workforce um, and a lot of other resources, and you know, whatever abilities, blah blah blah. Um, but um, so, so that was an interesting conversation, including with one of the former presidents of uh, of Mexico, Vicente Fox. So I, I love this kind of conversation. But to me, and I could there's and I could an economic
0: think- reason for the question, mm-hmm. by the way, which is that if you're culturally somewhat similar, not necessarily unified, but somewhat more similar than than otherwise, trade becomes easier. So, the the dollar well, stays within well, your yeah, state borders. Well, if you're saying the...
1: Well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, the history of trade has always been about people from very, very, very different constituencies benefiting the most, right? If I have no wool and you have no salt, and I may be the wool-producing people and you're the salt-producing people. We may be very, very, very different types of cultures and family units and religions and so on. Trade is sure. the thing that brings people together. We don't need to have a united culture.
0: Right, but it's always just economically easier for so many reasons to stay within state. Like at least in the United States, you're not going – It's not. There's a, there's a whole new set of laws and regulations and taxes when you start – transmitting things over state I lines. I guess
1: so. Not, it's not that. It's not much of a barrier. So, so okay. So Anyway, here's here would be my answer to your question. My answer would be, while I very much see the appeal of kind of fracturing or splintering or microstating or whatever you want to call it, I actually think that one reason the United States is as weirdly, you know, kind of freakishly productive and successful historically is that we really already have a lot of latitude that you seem to be asking for by fracturing. In other words, we have a federal government that has a reach. Some people think the reach is too large. Some people think it's too small. Almost everybody thinks it's kind of inefficient at times, etc. But the fact is, is that states really do operate to a large degree, fairly independently, when they really need to. And furthermore, if you break it down beyond that, Local municipal governments are also, I mean, you know, if I want to have uh, parking or taxation or housing regulations on a very, very, very micro level, the federal government trickle down pyramid allows us to do that. And I actually think that is one of the secret sauces of our success. In fact, I read the other day, I can't believe this is true, but I read the other day that the United States has what is currently in the world the oldest extant, currently ex- the oldest continuously existing form of government in the world. Really? More than like I've heard San Marino, which is like I don't know. Country inside All I know about San Marino is they used to have amazingly beautiful postage stamps when I collected
0: as a kid. But you know, I'm not, I didn't
1: even think they were real country. I thought yes. they were like
0: a Walt Disney company. No, they're like a country inside of Italy. Have you been there? No. Yeah, but but but, but, but I agree with you politically. I'm not arguing that you know we should have a centralized government. I'm just like your example of you didn't couldn't tell the difference between Vermont and New Hampshire. Maybe politically, they should be the same. Actually, give more power to them because they're so. But what do you want the power right to do? The power to accomplish what? I think it just might be. I don't know. I think every the, these barriers right now are very artificial. What is there it's who decided this is New Hampshire and this is Vermont? Maybe there's another way to decide as opposed to somebody drawing on a piece of paper 200 years ago. Like really, realistically, what's the difference between Wyoming, Montana and Idaho? They're all the same. Like uh, they should, why did, why should they have like no, d- three Wyoming. different duplicates of government, uh, you know, running things? Why not trickle down right to the municipality? Okay, we do have to pause
1: for a minute to hear from our sponsor. Won't take long. Question of the day. We'll be right back. Thanks to Allstate for sponsoring Question of the Day today. James, you and
0: I usually were up for a good debate, but there's no room to argue with this opportunity from Allstate. And I know, Stephen, because we try to argue about this one, but there's just so many benefits to opening your own Allstate agency. Instead of finding a problem, we came to this conclusion. Why wouldn't you do this? Because with Allstate... You're going to own your own business, a business where you get big rewards for growth, unlimited earning potential, and a lot of equity for the future. And when you're the boss, you create the office culture and vision for the workplace with the power of the Allstate brand behind you.
1: Working with the Good Hands Company is about helping people live the good life. Sounds like a pretty good deal,
0: James. So if you haven't thought about opening your own Allstate agency, you should. Head over to allstateagent.com question of the day, After the show, to see stories from successful agents, and of course, this is subject to the terms of the agency agreement.
1: So your argument at the moment sounds like a surprising argument to me, knowing you, that you sound like you've got the union argument going. So so, so it sounds like you're saying you'd much prefer... An EU style of government than a Scotland seceding, you know, then you want to make more independent decisions at a level that reflects your local population, which surprises me from you because you're Mr. Keep Your Hands Off My Everything. So But I'm
0: saying if they were politically consolidated, it might be easier for them to say, keep your hands off this instead of the divide and conquer approach that happens now over states that are somewhat. Yeah, but uh, similar. here's
1: but here's the thing. If you don't like what happens in your town or state, you can leave. Right. That's, you know, you don't need a pass. See, to me, like the U.S. is kind of like the EU, except we kind of did it first, and there's— There are all kinds of advantages to being a member of this union. I mean, it is the United States of America, and that comes with a kind of mobility, intellectual and geographic mobility. By the way, this gets back to one of the worst parts about having health insurance tied to your job is think about how that affects your mobility, your job mobility, right? Let's say that I live in whatever. You just name one of the places that you said, the Deep South, and I find, you know, I'm out of step with the culture here, and I think I'd be more in sync with, you know, this libertarian movement that's happening in New Hampshire or the kind of live free and die whatever of New England generally or Pennsylvania or the West Coast. But, you know, the barriers to moving are relatively low. But one of the biggest ones in jobs is you need to find a job that will also uh, protect your health. And that is, to me, a really big weight on the kind of mobility that I think we actually all want. Because that is one of the beautiful things about the U.S. is I can move from town to town, state to state, without a passport, without permission, without an application, without a visa. Uh,
0: And I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just saying, okay, maybe instead of... Again, if, one of the reasons why insurance companies might not be in every state is because huge amounts of regulations from state to state and differences in regulations and so on. We don't see it at our level, but there are, every state is different. And what if we just you consolidate? I'm not saying consolidate everything into one centralized government. I'm saying consolidate things into, you just referred to it as the Deep South. There is a sense that a bunch of states are kind of, politically together in fact, they all vote together anyway and why not actually give them their seat at the table as a functioning unit instead of this sort of divide and conquer approach we have now and then it, it completely eliminates a whole layer of regulations you know between them and just makes things simpler. yeah, so I don't know it's a really
1: interesting question and I don't know how to answer it and I'm I think you'd want you know political scientists who've looked at this happening over and over this kind of proposal that you're discussing, where it's happened. It's well, the happened EU is in, a great
0: example where they are culturally, you know, in not all, not 100% of the population. France is different than Spain, is different than Italy. You know, they are culturally different.
1: Right. I guess the kind of examples I'm thinking about is like, Italy became Italy, and I don't know a whole lot about this political history, but very fitfully, and over the course of many years, because it was a collection of city-states that were totally independent from each other and often very, very, very much not um, in sync with each other. Um, You know, Africa, when it was colonized, was turned into a series of areas that were administered from the outside and borders created artificially that turned out to be totally disastrous, so much that when it was later reunification tried to happen and colonialism had ended, it had broken parts of the culture, like, almost irreparably. So, like, you do see that... There, there's a lot of there's a lot of history to look at about what makes nations and states or city states function really well. I've never read anything, however, whether it's about like the nation states of Italy or the colonization and the uncolonization of Africa or you know the way Germany came into being or the way England came into being, that makes me think that any system is necessarily better than a a series of states with. A fair amount of independence, unified under a federal administration. There's a ton uh, to complain I'm not, about. I'm not arguing. There's against a ton to complain about. But I guess what I envision when you describe the scenario is that what you're describing inevitably would create a higher probability of a civil war of some mm. kind by saying that well, if the South becomes a block and the West becomes a block. And the Northeast becomes a block, what would the natural human impulse then be? It would be to take over the other blocks. Whereas right now.
0: Now that would be a fun war. <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying we should do it, but that's okay. Someone should basically take this episode and write the science fiction novel for that war. And which block wins that war in your view? New Jersey, definitely. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. In a moment, you'll hear a sample of our next exciting episode. But first... With Allstate, there's no need to
1: pick sides. You can own your own business and you can be your own boss. This
0: opportunity is a no-brainer. So head on over to allstateagent.com slash questionoftheday to get more information about opening your own agency. If you enjoyed this episode of Question of the Day... Join James
1: and me next time you won't want to miss this
0: What's one or two pieces of advice someone has given you in the past that you know could be like a one-liner that has actually made a difference on how you interpret many situations in life then I'll give it's you a n- lovely question. I'll give you an example. Uh, let me
1: have an example
0: so, so in other words
1: you're gonna answer your own question I have like okay. two or three of these but okay. so
0: here's one In other um,
1: words I can just sit back and relax.